0: this episode of in-season sports the podcast i'm canyon clark here with jason tubbs scott clark and mike smith we don't have a lot of cardinal baseball to talk about this week obviously but we do have some coaching changes and stuff to talk about the mlb off coming up uh the blues are playing really well but first i want to get started <laughs> with something that only could be from the cleveland browns so mikey had you heard this about the I heard about the trade... Okay, so the NFL trade deadline was this week. The Browns, only the Browns, make a trade for a quarterback. And I don't remember what team it was with. I don't even know if they said... New England? No, Garoppolo went somewhere else. But they make this trade for a quarterback. And as anybody knows, even in a fantasy league, if you make a trade, both parties agree on it, and then you send it to the league office to be approved, right? Right. So Cleveland... Agrees with the trade with this other team, and they're celebrating the trade. As the deadline passes, they forget to send it into the league office. They don't get the quarterback because they never got it approved because they were celebrating getting the deal yeah. done. How do you forget that? I, it's the Browns. Somebody Still, dropped the ball. They're the same team that passed on Wentz and Watts. I mean, I like right? to have a party and have a good time, but we need to finish the job we We're <laughs> right. going to do that. Or at least send someone to, you know, send an, a, send an email. <laughs> yeah. Include the NFL office in the email that you sent to the other yeah, team. Yeah, I maybe. guess that was what you
1: would call a fumble. <laughs>
0: yeah, that would be a fumble. <laughs> that would be a fumble. <laughs> they definitely dropped the ball. So, the World Series did just end. And the Astros, Astros did it. They did. They beat the Dodgers. I'm they, glad
1: uh, about that. Yeah, yeah. They won yeah. game seven in LA. They you did the uh, pitching that everybody was talking about. That yeah, um, you know, uh, LA's uh, pitching staff was dominant, and Astros didn't have and it's proven yeah. that it just switched.
0: The yeah, Astros hit the Astros. crap out of the ball. Astros yeah, you
1: didn't pitch that well.
0: No. And, and neither did Darvish. No. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, Darvish I didn't two <laughs> thirds and back-to-back
1: starts in the World Series. <laughs> That's okay, going to cost ball him, ball him some ball money. Ball again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, Darvish did his thing where he didn't pitch well again in another game. Yep. That's two in a row in the World Series. That's yeah. going to cost him some money because he's yep. a free agent. Uh, speaking,
0: speaking of free agents... The offseason now has begun, so the teams get five days to negotiate with players on their roster from last year who are going to be free agents. One guy who signed today who was expected to opt out of his contract, Justin Upton, signed a five-year extension for $107 million with the Angels. So he is off the board of potential targets for the Cardinals. Um, another guy on that board is J.D. Martinez, free agent market. But he's out. <laughs> yeah. He just became a lot more expensive because he's now represented by Scott Boris. So that could be a bad thing for the Cardinals. Especially if Upton brought $107 million. Martinez is probably going to bring closer to 120 for five years. That's where you just go next on the list. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking maybe Donaldson. Hopefully they go after Stanton because the Marlins have now made it known that they want to trade Stanton. Not Yelich Ozuna, so we'll see what happens there. But Martinez did get a lot more expensive. I did see today Mosaylock said in an interview with Camo X, I believe, that he would put the big bat as a number one priority and back into the bullpen at 1A, and then the starting pitcher would come somewhere after that. So I think he's got his priorities straight anyway. What do you hope? What? he need to beat something, then. <laughs> So, if the Cardinals, for you to think the Cardinals nailed this off season, what are you looking for?
1: Well, We're looking for a starter. Yeah, a good starter and a bat. So a starter and a bat, you think? Yeah, no. and but defense. I mean, you know, just gotta get their stuff together. They they yeah. had a few errors that they shouldn't, and and then when they scored or when they got on base they couldn't score mm-hmm. so you just, they gotta get their head on the straight but I think a, a good starter and a bat and a back end gun guy maybe a in. back end uh, closer yeah that that's where we was weak at oh yeah yeah and I think Nicasio could fill one of those roles and right. I think that's the deal they need to
0: get done mm-hmm. so what Carlos nail the offseason what are you guys thinking I'm thinking like a bat yeah I think that's I think, be I think one. the I'd like to see a little bit more out of the coaching staff, but I think we're taking care of that at, a little at a time, right? Um, and a closer, I think. Yeah, that's about where I'm at. I agree with that. I, I think we gotta have somebody that can get on base, knock knock some runners in. We got enough pieces to trade. We have enough trade pieces. You know, even if we don't get that 30 run bopper, we can mm-hmm. still get somebody that's gonna hit 300 plus. That, that knocks our leadoff guys in and then we got to get a closure. We, we yeah. don't have one. Rosenthal, for all that is or isn't, is not going to be here next year anyway. Right. And uh, if you take the runs that the closure spot blew last year, if you just take half those, mm-hmm. we finish in first place. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me that's that's where it's at. Well and to I, add on to what you said, you look back, and I don't know if you have these stats or not, but you look back at how many people we left on base because we couldn't hit anybody in. Right, right. They left a lot of guys on base because they didn't have anybody Yeah, we didn't have anybody now, to hit. Nothing. Which is a, another part of the thing. I think at the trade deadline, had they got a bat and one bullpen guy, they'd have made the playoffs. Yeah. Now, I think next year, they shouldn't be looking at making the playoffs as they have all offseason and all the free agents they can trade. They should be looking to compete in the playoffs. I think they need... A bat, number one, maybe two, depending on who you get. If you get Stanton, one bat. If you get Donaldson, go get Martinez, two. If you get Martinez, go get Donaldson, two. That kind of thing. I think right in line with Moselock, the next most important thing would be the closer, back-end guy. The problem with that is, and I think Nicosio is a guy, like I said, that could fill the eighth inning, ninth inning role, give him a shot at the closer's role in spring training, see how that works out, because he was dominant for the Cardinals this year. Yeah. The problem with the closure role is, and I say it's a problem, but I think there's ways around it. The Cardinals, it's just not in their structure to spend $12 million on a closure. They never have. Since Isringhausen, they've always just found one guy that they thought worked, whether it be Ryan Franklin or uh, Jason Mott, Trevor Rosenthal, I don't, I don't. Mujica, Wayno in 06 when Izzy got hurt. They just don't spend big bucks on a closer. Now they're going to save $8 million, $7.5 million by not tendering Rosenthal this season because he's going to be hurt for most of the season. And it will be a free agent at the end, so there's really no sense in tendering him. But I think you get a guy like... You bring Nicasio back, maybe you get a guy like Brandon Morrow or uh, Addison Reed who can close games. He showed he can close games before, and that really fills the hole there. And then... Like you were talking about the starters, big. Yeah. I think you look at the starters available; it's going to be hard to find one. I heard a name thrown around today, uh, Jason Fargus, who won. You had him on your fantasy team when he won 15 games this year, something around there. Yeah, I think so. 15, 16. He's 34, I think. He might be a guy that would sign a two, three-year deal at the most, which would be what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. If he can be a fourth position starter for that, and eat up some innings, you know, for two or three years, maybe that's what you're looking at a guy like him. If not, I think it comes via the trade. So that's kind of what I'm looking at in the offseason. I think we're all pretty much on the same page yeah. as to what we look for in a successful offseason from the Cardinals. They have already made some good steps forward, though. They brought Okendo back to the big league level to be the third base coach. They brought in Willie McGee, who doesn't have a specified role yet, but some people are thinking maybe first base coach, maybe assistant hitting coach. I think he could be really beneficial on first base the mm-hmm. way he stole bases and right. pitchers.
1: I think that's what they was thinking about was uh, him getting the steals and mm-hmm. and then maybe working a little bit on the outfield. If he, he could
0: be a huge help to Dexter Fowler.
1: Yeah. And it's just m- multiple coaching things that yeah, right. what Willie McGee was good at. <laughs> right. Because right. he was such I mean, a good player. I mean, yeah, He yeah. knows the game so well.
0: Yeah, I think he would be one of the people that you can help but anywhere. Right. And that's what we need. And Okindo's kind of the same way. He's obviously a great third base coach. He's got really good instincts. But he's also, if you ask a lot of the former Cardinals, he's the best infield coach they've ever had. Oh yeah. So I think he him being his just his presence at the big league level can make some difference with a guy like DeYoung, who's right on that edge of like an average shortstop, maybe just make him slightly above average, make maybe make Carpenter a Competent first baseman mm-hmm. fix his footwork if you had uh Chris Duncan will attest to it. He was went from the most errors in the league when he was in the minor league at first base to like eight in a season just from working with Okendo. So, yeah, right. I think he could really help out. Like I said, I think
1: the third base coaching is and a lot of that too was the mistakes the third base coach made mm-hmm. where they shouldn't have. When he was waiting them in yeah, with Maloney they, early in the year, yeah.
0: yeah, and actually Schilt, who was who ended the year at the third base position, will move to the bench coach because former bench coach went to the San Francisco Giants to be in front office. I think the most important aspect of this all was Matheny's own notice.
1: Right. Yeah. If you if he doesn't get the message, if you can't do it with this coaching <laughs> staff. Right. You go. Yep. That. Yeah. Because I, and I think right. the uh, pitching coach that we brought in. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I think that I help think that he. I think they got the best pitching coach on the market. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, what I heard, I thought, the he thought he was going to get the National mm-hmm. League or the Nationals' head coach yeah. job when they let Baker and. But they look just like everybody go. Yeah, so cleaned house.
0: Well, he's a free agent. He decided to leave. He actually had offers from five different teams in the Cardinals where he was number one. So that says a little bit about the Cardinals right. organization. Yeah. Um he was with the Rangers in Rangers ballpark in Arlington, which is a cracker jack box of a ballpark. We all seen that in the two thousand eleven World Series. Mm-hmm. His when he got there the year before they had a uh, plus five ERA. This first year he brought him down to like a 4.3 or a 4.5, and his next year he had him under four ERA. Then he goes to the Nationals for two years, and the team sets franchise records for strikeouts. And there was one more, but I don't remember what it was. But he also coached Strasburg or not Strasburg, Scherzer to his Cy Young. He had the guys like Gio Gonzalez and Strasburg in Washington, so I think he could do a lot of good for the coaching staff. Bringing him in really rounds it off too, because I think if you look at this Cardinal coaching staff now with Okendo and McGee and Schultz on the bench now, and you've got uh, you bring in Maddox, I think it's one of the best, most well-rounded coaching staffs in the big leagues. Right. And hopefully, Matheny can make some adjustments this off-season. Right. He better. Hopefully, Maddox <laughs> helps him out. And like he was saying, uh, if if Matheny doesn't get the message that the front office is getting rid of his guys to bring in their guys. Right. If that doesn't send a message to him, then he's lost. Yes. The only one of his guys is still there is Mabry. Yeah, if he hasn't figured out that,
1: oh, I might be next. <laughs> right. 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 And you know what that, too, is Matheny, and we've talked about this, mm-hmm. he don't know nothing really about pitching. He doesn't. Manage he don't. The he don't manage the well. pitching very well. Right. That's where I think Maddox is going to come in. He's going to say, "Hey, mm-hmm. this guy's done. We need go to get him. let's go get him." Right. And you need somebody don't like that. Don't don't send him out two three times. You know, mm-hmm. every inning or whatever. Or well, it's one time an in inning, but yeah, still, right. don't keep sending him out and saying, "Oh, he's all right. He's all right." No. Go get him. Get the pitching coach. And I noticed that in the dugout. The pitching coach we had before never, I didn't ever see him talking to Mike.
0: Right. And that's what they said. There wasn't a lot of comp, right. uh,
1: communication between Lilliquist and And I thinking. think that will help if you have a good pitching coach saying, hey, mm-hmm. I've seen this guy work. He's done. Right. Let's go get him. Let's get somebody else in. Yeah, the... he's giving up three home runs, two <laughs> doubles, and a base yeah. hit. Maybe it's time to pull him, Mike. I don't yeah. know.
0: I think he can go one more. Yeah. <laughs> so, some other coaching staff changes. Uh, Joe Girardi is parting ways with the Yankees mutual decision maybe he'll take a year off but I'm sure whenever he wants to come back he'll have a job even with the Cardinals who knows the guys from Peoria right yeah but I
1: so I'd say he maybe the Mets be, the Mets leaving. I'd say the Mets he might here. be going to Miami he could be that was a lot of talk yeah, too Jeter, Jeter bringing him into Miami Jeter bringing him into Miami so that could be a good fit maybe he takes a year off and comes into Miami or maybe not even of course Mattingly is a Yankee guy too so yeah.
0: maybe Jeter likes him and Tony La Russa, who left the Diamondbacks, is now working with Dave Dombrowski in Boston as a vice president of baseball operations, so I understand Vice it. President and Special Assistant to Baseball Operations. Yep. So Dave Dombrowski. They work together in Chicago with the White Sox and they have a good relationship, so and that could be good with Cora as a new manager to have a guy around like that. Have Tony La Russa around for the Red Sox. So I think that's a good move for them. Let's switch gears a little bit and move to some hockey because the Blues have been dominant. They have. They, <laughs> I mean, they, they are lost kidding. tonight. They didn't play a very good game. They got no. shut out on their home ice. But overall, they're 10-2-1 and they're first place in the West. They played a really good game against the Kings the other night. Uh, the second line with uh, Schwartz, Tarasenko, and Shin maybe the best line in hockey. Oh, yeah. It's Schwartz is uh, he's leading the league in uh, points, even strength points. He's tied for the league lead in even strength points. It, he's well, we talked about it a little bit in our last podcast. He's turning into that guy that everybody thought he could be. So And then when Steen come
1: back, he's playing good. steen has been
0: playing really well. And uh you got done, yeah, that's that's another thing, they still don't have Berglund back. Right. And the fourth line had picked it up since our last podcast. They were scoring. They had four games in a row right. where they scored, I think. they have playing really good hockey. Good enough ESPN actually had them number one in their power rankings in the last power rankings. They may go down now after the loss tonight to the Flyers, but
1: they've been playing some good hockey. See, and that's where it comes in to... They brought in some new coaching staff stuff. Mm-hmm. Former Blues and former... The coaching, and now they're playing good hockey, and yep. it's just not the old, that it, You got rookies coming in too. That's they're performing. The, the, they're performing what the, they're supposed
0: to do. And mm-hmm. um, Carter Hutton's been really good on the road. Mm-hmm. Jake Allen's been really good yeah. all season. He only gave up one goal tonight, yeah. and they had an empty netter as well. Which
1: that games. was a controversy. I disagree. With it. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> was probably goal interference. <laughs> yeah, it should have overturned been it. Yeah. Especially but, with uh, some of the calls
0: earlier this year that weren't goalie interference when yeah. Allen got tackled. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I don't know. Mm. Or that were goalie interference on the Blues. Minor detail. Right. Yeah. But um. they've been really playing really good hockey. Another team that three out of the four of us like <laughs> is number one in ESPN's power rankings is Duke. Preseason number one, which is probably too high, but they do have the number well, one. No, I was going to say, I'm afraid to. It's like what you mentioned earlier. Yeah. I think we might be ranked a little more than what we should be. But they're young and they're athletic and they got size and speed. Mm. Duke was always overrated in the, in the polls at the beginning of the year. hmm. They got Bagley the third or junior or whatever he goes by, though. They brought him in. He recommitted to Duke. They've got Allen coming back. Mikey's like strip boy. Him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as long as he can keep his attitude in check. Yeah. He'll be a good piece for them, and
1: uh,
0: I think you always you got Coach K at the helm, so that's always a plus. I think we could see a good year out of them. Mikey's Indiana Hoosiers brought in some pretty good recruits this year. Yep. Well, so, they, but
1: they're gonna be young. I think they're gonna be young. Mm-hmm. They start end of this month, November, right? They should. Yeah, I think so? so. college basketball will get underway. I'm ready because I'm shouldn't I, heck I ain't gonna watch pros <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it has been pretty rough to watch
0: Uh, but hopefully we'll still have Blues hockey to watch in oh,
1: springtime. Yeah. we're hoping they keep I playing they keep playing good good hockey they're gonna be a, because when it it was like their first game they was talking about who was Penguins. gonna be dominant and Whatever and and there was nothing mentioned about the pink or the blues. Mm-hmm. It was you know, Pittsburgh, Chicago and mm-hmm. And all of a sudden hey, who's in first people? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, then they they woke up.
0: Yeah. I think uh I don't even remember what site it was. Did a simulation. They did like a thousand or it was some on thousand simulations and the Blues made the playoffs 99% of the time no, so as <laughs> long as they stay healthy yeah. they're in a really good spot they started completely the
1: opposite of what the Cardinals did this year and started 3-9 and nine, so it's... yeah I mean that's that's the key is stay healthy Right. but right now though even healthy you don't have your big boys in mm-hmm. you got these rookies coming in they're going to the big boys who? And Thorburn ain't even been yeah. playing. And, he has, he's, and he's supposed to be enforcer. He's been so bad, he can't yeah. even be on the ice. Yeah. He's too much of a liability.
0: So you got nobody to fight. But Yeah, yeah but you got... But the style of game is, now, they play really well. So hopefully they can stay hot, we'll have good hockey and watch the rest of the year. But I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Hopefully we'll be back next Thursday. We should be back next Thursday. Be sure to tune in for that. Uh, you can listen on the SoundCloud Dot com. You can catch us on the iTunes store. Uh, we always share our stuff on Twitter, at InSeasonSTL. We are on Facebook, at in Sports. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at CanyonClark1. You can see all my cardinal writing there and at TSJSports.com. And I'm actually picking up the Indians for the offseason. So if you're interested in any Indians writing, you can check out some of that too. But like I said, we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.